You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here's your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. I knew after experiencing a color analysis with Megan that I wanted to share her knowledge with all of you all. I am the first to admit, I never really thought about how color looked on me. I had a hard enough time finding clothes that I liked how they looked on me, so color never really came into the equation. Now, after Megan has enlightened me, I have a whole new outlook on incorporating my colors into my wardrobe whenever possible. Megan, I am so excited we're getting the chance to talk today. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. It's good to hear your voice again. <laughs> so yes, Megan and I um, actually met just a couple of weeks ago, and I was able to experience a color analysis with her. So um, we're going to talk about that. But Megan, first, I want you to tell us about yourself. Well, I guess you could start with the fact that I am a serial entrepreneur, so it's probably a pretty good fit to be chatting on your podcast. Yes. You know, first priority, I'm a mom of two boys and a wife to an amazing husband who is also a serial entrepreneur. But the majority of my time when not spent with my family is spent with my clients where I am helping mostly ladies, but a few good men too, really get a grasp of their personal style through both color analysis and style analysis. Okay, so I had the color analysis done and I was blown away. It was such a two hours that were just chock full of value to me. Thought I was a winter going in. I was totally in autumn. And I love how Megan kind of walked me through the process as she was as she was really an, uh, analyzing my colors and, and really where I fell. So... Megan, tell us when someone asks you, like, why should I even get a color analysis? How do you explain what the benefits are? Well, as a similar question that I hear often is like, who's your target market? Who should come see you? And my immediate thought is, well, anyone who wears clothes that wants to look their best. <laughs> why wouldn't you want to have this information in your back pocket? for the rest of your life, when you're spending money on valuable, you know, items that you're adding to your wardrobe, don't you want those pieces to a work for you? Like you, you can stand in your closet and a common response is I have all these clothes and nothing to wear. Or you can stand in your closet and think all of these clothes look amazing on me because I learned what the right colors were for me and what the most flattering clothing silhouettes were. And so now I can just pretty much mix and match everything. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah, I think that's like so huge because when you start to think and and especially after you've had a color analysis, now I go into my closet with my wallet full of color swatches and I can clearly divide, like draw a dividing line and say, these are my clothes and these are the clothes that are going to slowly work their way out of my closet because they aren't my colors. Talk to us about what that process is, you know, and you, you talked about the extensive training you went through in order to be able to open up a uh, house of color Louisville, but what are some of the signs you look for when determining someone's color? I know 
when I was there, we, we talked about my eyes changing and kind of the color of my lip changing, but I'm sure there's, there's others out there that you're kind of watching as you're going through those color swatches. So basically there's one palette that usually stands out as you, the client, whoever's sitting in my chair, they just look fresh and young and rested and healthy. And it's almost like they're lit from the inside out. And if you were on House of Color Liz Instagram and you just scrolled through and saw before and after pictures, you could absolutely see that. In the, the person is glowing. Everything about the picture looks brighter, so much to the extent that people assume I'm using a cell light or something on the after picture. But the other palettes just tend to do things like you just don't look as, as well. Sometimes you look really unhealthy, but sometimes it's just uh, you can't put your finger on it. But it's probably the reason why if you have a sweater in that color, you end up taking it off as soon as you put it on and you're like, no, not today. And so I know we talk a lot about how these colors are going to impact kind of how you look at your closet and how you really analyze what you're going to put on, you know, from that kind of pre-color analysis and then post-color analysis. After that point, you it's really going to change um, your perspective. And so you're a big fan of doing annual or even semi-annual closet cleanouts to really get us to those pieces that we love so that when we do walk into our closet, we do feel like we have so many great options. So talk to us about the process that you go through when you're cleaning out your closet or when you're helping someone else do the same. Sure. So like most of my clients, I did one of my two classes first. I did my color class first. So then I immediately brought all these new winter clothing items into my wardrobe. And then a couple months later, I did my style class. And then I realized why, even though these were wow colors for me, I still didn't gravitate to that piece. So my eye gravitated to the color, but when I put it on my body, for me, most of the items, it means they have too much texture. So most people, when they get their colors done, they want to go out on this big shopping spree and I can't stop them if they want to. I, I let them know, like, if you're going to come back for style class, hold off on all the shopping because you're really going to want to tie all the information about you together before you make a whole lot of purchases. But that being said, every year we add things to our closet that, you know, maybe we bought it online and it wasn't exactly the right color. Um, but it was more of a hassle to return it. So it just lives in our closet. Or maybe it was something like you recently got your colors done. So you're phasing out pieces that don't work. And then like, I, I will tell my clients when they're sitting down and we talk about cleaning out your closet, like start with, for you, it was your autumn colors. Everything that you know is right, push to one side and everything that you know is wrong, push to the other side. And then there'll be some things in the middle that in the beginning, they're probably close enough. So keep them. A year out, you're going to have more autumn in your closet. And those pieces that were on the bubble that you're like, well, if I get rid of all these, I won't have any pants. Well, now you have some pants. And so it's easier to phase those things out. But every year, there's going to be a few pieces that, okay, they've had, they've, they've put in their time. Now this sweater is too worn out or, you know, these pants don't fit me anymore. But having a functional closet allows you to go out and get dressed quickly and feel confident when you leave the house. And that is I, what I feel like is the most important part of what I do. I love that. And I love just uh, as I have downsized my closet year after year, 
I found that I really am kind of playing with more whenever I had more clothes, like why was I wearing less? Like that is just, it's so mind boggling. And so I think that's a really important process to go through, you know, whether you've had your color analysis or, you know, even in general, just to, to really kind of speed up that process of getting dressed every morning and, and really kind of in that same vein, the workplace has really gotten super casual. So most of us have items in our wardrobe from Target or Old Navy. And I love these stores for bright pops of color and dipping your toe into a trend really inexpensively, but they're probably not going to hold up for five years. So those are the types of things when you do a seasonal closet edit is you're looking for like what piece is too stretched out, which one is pilly, like some of those less expensive pieces aren't made to last. And those are the ones that we need to get rid of because we don't want to be wearing things that aren't putting forth what we want to represent to the world. I definitely am guilty of that. So I definitely need to take note of that. Thank you, Megan, for keeping us honest. And similar to that, when we think about the workplace, it's obviously gone very casual in the last year. What are some tips that you have that someone can really stand out and be taken seriously by really dressing for the occasion and even having that come across virtually? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. I have watched the workplace go more casual for the last 15 years. Um, When I started out my career in sales, we were all required to watch this video on professional dress and it was suits and closed-toed shoes and pantyhose. And even before we were all sent to work from home, workplace was getting more and more casual. But now I feel like it has taken a turn and we are working from our hoodies and our PJ bottoms. And that's fine for when no one sees you, but it really gives you an opportunity to stand out. If everyone's dressing casual, and this, especially as we go back to the office, as we go back to the workplace, as we go back to put ourselves in front of clients, if everyone has taken a step back casually, you can still do that in a professional manner. Um, If everyone's wearing t-shirts in the office, fine, wear a t-shirt, but put a blazer on top and you're going to automatically give yourself some authority. If you're on a Zoom and you've done your best to make sure you have good lighting, you know, you're doing business on top, casual on the bottom, that's fine. No one's going to see your pajama pants but throw a wow color on top and make sure you have your lipstick. That makes the, the biggest difference in coming across as that um, coveted put together look. When I teach style classes, that is what I hear the most often. I wanna look put together. There's your t- takeaway tip of the day. To look put <laughs> together, don't forget your lipstick. Yes, and that's a big piece of the color analysis and and that you really showed me and really allowed me to see kind of the different shades that worked best for my season. So I love that. Um, Okay, you mentioned a few situations where specific individuals were coming across a job or a situation where having the right colors on were crucial to them. So I want you to share those examples because to me, that was really, that really put it in perspective how color does really impact how we are perceived by others. So I think I'll take it back to Hollywood. 
Hollywood's been using color to help define characters since color was added to movies. In the very beginning of color movies, you know, they started developing color testing, which is basically the process that I use today in the studio. And so in the process of finding out what colors really made an actor or an actress stand out on screen, they also could realize which ones just really made them not look their best. So if in Hollywood, they can use someone's off-color palettes to make them look sinister, hungover, unwell, would we want to put those things on our bodies when we're presenting ourselves to a potential hiring manager in a job interview? or a potential client meeting us for the first time. We want to look the opposite of all those things. We want to use the right colors to look trustworthy and vibrant and well, and certainly rested. We often talk about your power color in a color analysis. And in my mind, when I think of a power suit, I'm thinking of an attorney in the courtroom. Do you want to wear that black suit that even though black is in the winter palette, there are almost always better colors on someone. But that black suit that washes you out and makes you look kind of tired, or do you want to wear a neutral colored suit in one of your wow colors and then pair it with some other colors from your palette? Yeah, I love that because that's, I mean, that just truly shows that its it's been around for years. And I know we talked a little bit about how in the United Kingdom, where House of Color is based, they've been working with girls and, and, and everyone really on their colors for years. And it kind of went away a little bit in uh, North America, but um, I really feel like it's back because I do think um, as we are on camera more and really having to make a wow with, with not the other senses, um, you know, we don't have that touch and we're relying more on those uh, other senses that are only able to be, to be delivered through the Zoom camera. So I do think this is a really important piece and, and it's really important to understand that it can shape how you're perceived by others. And you do offer a style class that you mentioned. So talk to us about kind of what the process is for those style classes. So in a style class, I am helping my client determine what their best clothing details are. So the the shape and silhouette that's most flattering to their body, and then the scale and details that will feel most authentic to them. So I have somewhat of a bigger clothing personality where I can wear larger statement earrings or a big chunky necklace, and it feels right on me and it looks right on me, but other people would feel like they were playing dress up in some of my jewelry. So it's about finding what works for that client so that they can easily go in and go to a shop and like, that's not for me, or they can dip their toe in a trend And then they know which trends to really lean into because they do suit their personality. When it comes to pulling it all together, the style class, the color class, it's all about giving a woman or a man confidence to leave their house ready to put their best self forward to the the world. Like I have, even before I launched this business, I've been selling clothing and jewelry um, for over 10 years. And I always said that when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you do good. So whether you're doing good is being at home with an infant and a two-year-old, you still want to look your best so that you feel your best. 
maybe you're doing good is being the CEO of a major healthcare company. They need you to be your best every day. So why not feel good so that you can go in with the best attitude and your most confident self? I mean, I don't know what everybody's waiting for. This was your <laughs> sign. If you were waiting to get a sign, this was it because it's truly transformational. I can speak from experience. So switching a little bit towards you personally, Megan, when you think about self-care and as someone who is a serial entrepreneur, how do you really practice that self-care? And I'll ask it in how do you like to be selfish so that you can balance everything? (laughs) Oh, well, my favorite new tradition that my husband and I have set, we've been doing it probably for a couple months now, but we call it Mask Monday. Um, so we, we both put on a face mask, we cuddle under the covers and watch the bachelor and set our timer. And then we go and wash off our face masks. So that we're we're having fun with that. But before that came my skincare routine, my husband jokes about all the bottles and serums on the counter. And I am 42 years old and I have yet to dip my toe into any type of injectables And so I'm like, I will use every serum there is. (laughs) So I take my time. My boys are all in my bed, you know, snuggled up before they go to their rooms. And they're like, what is mommy doing in there? Like, well, first I'm washing my face and then I'm doing a serum and then I'm doing my moisturizer and then I do my eye cream. It's it's a process. It's how I treat myself. But this is the only skin I'm going to have for the rest of my life. So I have to take care of it. Yes. I love that. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more? Well, I wish I could be seeing my friends more right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I feel like we're we're on the verge of going back to an open, you know, open society where there's not so many rules where I I wish I could see people's smiles more right now. We're covered by masks. Um, I wish I could travel more in general right now, but also, you know, next year and the year after that have big travel goals. So, but if anything, I'm just at a point in my life where I'm trying to slow down the clock of how fast my kids are growing up. So more time. What's next for Megan? Well, I just, right now I'm just taking it day by day, trying to give the women of, I say Louisville, but I have had clients come in from hours away, Ohio, Tennessee. um, And it is so worth it. If you are thinking about it and you're like, I don't know if it's worth the money, like look in your closet and see, is there $300 worth of stuff that I know I haven't worn in the last year? It's probably, you know, you can make, when you know your color and style, you can make such better choices for yourself. And what what I mean by better choices is that most Americans wear about 30% of what's in their wardrobe and they wear about 15% on a regular basis. So that's a lot of clothes and money just sitting in Americans' closets, not doing its job. Um, I am all for selling to consignment shops and selling on Poshmark or ThreadUp because someone else can use that and look good in it and enjoy it. But if it's not serving you anymore, get it out of your closet, sell it on Poshmark, and then use that money to come see me mm-hmm. so that the next thing you add to your closet is right and you're going to love it for years to come. Yep. It was well worth the investment and I'm always going to be in autumn. So uh, that's, it's not like I have to come back and, you know, kind of do a visit every year. Like you learn your, your season and then you, 
you can operate from that. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a very eye opening experience and I'm, I'm really glad that I did it. And I think everyone should know their season, um, just because I, I want to fangirl out with you and, and see if anybody else is my season so we can shop together and, no, it was really fun. And and thank you, Megan, for, for really continuing the conversation here as well and sharing your knowledge. I really appreciate it. Well, you just said one thing that left me with one more thing I wanted to add. Okay, is that go, please go ahead. You want to find those other autumns so you can be inspired by them and share your finds with them. That is what <laughs> I love about House of Color is that it is a community that you can go on Instagram and search House of Color or for you, HOC Autumn, and you're going to find other autumns. And like here in Louisville, we're just starting a Facebook community group to where we're not really facilitating it, but our clients can join and inspire each other with finds in their season or um, style elements. They can do sell and swap on our community page because that's what it's about. It's about surrounding yourself with other people that are passionate about the same things you are. And we're passionate about confidence. And that's so true. You, you shared a few autumns with me whenever I was there and I was able to follow them on Instagram. And I'll just be real with you all. I don't look at anybody else's Instagram posts, but these now, like when I get on Instagram, (laughs) that's what I'm doing. And then I'm going to their like to know it app and I'm looking to see if it's something that I want to buy. Like it's truly a a little bit of an obsession, but I, I will say it's a healthy one for sure. So um, yeah, I love that, Megan. And you're right. It, it's totally bringing us together in a community way. So thank you again for, um, for talking with me today. Well, thank you for having me, Allie. It was a pleasure to meet you in person and it's great to get to talk to you again. Like what you just heard? Visit us at selfishthepodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.